0: Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. Network. Hey, what's up, you guys? What is going on, everybody? What up, fam? Hey, it's me. What up, oozes? What's
1: up, guys? This is the Monday Night
0: Delight. Are you looking for a network that brings you all things pro wrestling? Then look no further. Wrestle Addict Radio brings you a varied source of wrestling
1: content. What's going on, guys? This is Willie T. My name's Mr. Pratt. This is your resident smart slayer.
0: for Wrestle Addict Radio on all major podcast platforms, and be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. But, but, guys, my name is Kate Ricky of the Kings of the Ring podcast, and you are listening. And,
1: listening.
0: and you're listening. And you're listening. And you are listening. And you are listening. Get ready for a war, because you're listening. Come join the war each and every week as we fight to keep wrestling real. What's up, everybody? This is Katie Ricky Rose, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Radio. radio radio radio
1: i'm wild and i'm randy fitzsimmons and this is the game changer podcast uh, pew, pew. pew. <laughs>
0: just gonna let it sink in just a little bit longer okay it's finally sunk in welcome ladies and gentlemen to this special edition of the game changer podcast i am indeed the man that is going to take this decade to greatness because i am indeed a game changer i am made the up and great i'm being joined here as always by the one and only the only man that i could ever ever tolerate because uh, trust me, if I had Will out here, I would basically tear him apart. That being the one and only Mr. Fretz. Hmm. I tolerate you. That is the nicest thing anyone has
1: said, has said to me this week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is me. It is me. It is Mr. F R E T Z, your resident Canadian, your Prime Minister of Wrestle Addict Radio, at the Legendary JF on Twitter. And I got Russell Kingdom Day 1 on again in the. On in the background here, I'm watching it once again uh, We heard Jushin Thunder Liger's theme at the beginning of this Or the NXT version that he did So I guess why don't we just get right into some Jushin Liger uh, 32-some-odd year career in wrestling uh, Spanning from New Japan to WCW uh, Had a one match in NXT And I'll talk about something to do with his match here in a minute, but do you have any Liger memories or favorite matches of
0: his? You know, when it came to Houston Thunder Liger, I unfortunately did not get the chance to enjoy the greatness that he produced, but when he came to TNA, I think actually I was just getting exposed to TNA in 2006, and I think that's when I also got exposed to uh, Houston Thunder Liger as well, because I remember he actually had uh, a pair of matches in tna uh, the first one i remember seeing him was against pd williams and that was a really good matchup um another one that he had was against samoa joe at bound for glory the first ever bound for glory and that was the opening match too to have you know the Samoan submission machine who was undefeated at the time take on a legend in japan in fusion thunder liger that's just absolutely awesome uh, you mentioned of course you know his stint in NXT where he faced Tyler Breeze and the one-off deal. We were just talking about how there's some matches we would have loved to have seen uh, Liger do before he retired, but honestly, when it comes to fusions under Liger, my God, I mean, you could talk about so many different, you know, mass wrestlers that have come through the ages. Uh, you know, Mil Mascaras, uh, Rey Mysterio, uh, El Hijo Santo, or Santo himself, uh, Sin Cara Mystico, so many different people that have just you know blazed the way for people in masks but there's not ever going to be another fusion thunderliger uh it's going to be just a tough pill to swallow but at the same time he's ending it on his own terms instead of on on you know somebody else's rec- record it just it's it's just oh man I I'm, I'm still having a hard time swallowing this pill it's tough
1: it uh, de- definitely is uh... Liger's a guy that, well, I, I only started watching a bit of New Japan in the past couple of years, like the past couple of Wrestle Kingdoms. You know, I think the, like Nakamura Styles comes to mind, Omega Okada comes to mind, Jericho, everything to do with the Bullet Club, and Liger was always there. And, you know, I, I think Liger is a, for, well, he's won every belt imaginable in New Japan, but I do believe he is also a former WWF light heavyweight champion. That oh. is a belt that was recognized in, I think, Japan and or Mexico for at least a decade before it came over to WWF in 97. Oh. Uh, you know, Liger, like his matches with Pillman come to mind on Nitro. Uh, he definitely, I'll have to Google it here in a minute, but he definitely would have had a match with Mysterio that would have been an absolute classic, you know, wagner is a consummate professional, you said he went out on his own terms, he went out on his back on both nights in Wrestle Kingdom, it would have been nice to see him get a win, but, you know, when you're a legend, you go out on your back, even if you're going up against, you know, like Baron Corbin, or something like that, it's... It's, it's, it's the way to go in wrestling. And Liger is just one of the pioneers of light heavyweight wrestling, cruiserweights. Like, he's the first guy, at least I know of, that landed the Shooting Star Press.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think you're probably right. Um, but yeah, when it comes to Yushin under Liger, he has a very historical career. And one thing I definitely enjoyed was the, uh was a video That was posted online. I think this is after his second match, where there was everybody got into the ring and they're just basically doing this deal where they're just throwing Liger in the air and catching him, throwing him in the air and then catching him. It was just one of those moments where it was like, this is a guy who has earned his you know every single ounce of respect, and the fact that you know they're basically showing him off in this way, it's it's comical, but it's at the same time one of those things that. It's just really great to see how they love and appreciate a legend like Liger.
1: Yeah, totally. I I didn't see that part, but he's someone I think will—he'll be missed in the wrestling industry. But you know, time time, uh, goes on, and you know, there are some who speculate that he could have uh, a career, kind of being like a Triple H, Shawn Michaels, over to the New Japan Dojo.
0: Oh man. That would be very very interesting. So before we get too deep into um, talking about New Japan, because I know, Fritz, you definitely wanted to discuss you know some of the things about that. Uh, something that our colleagues over at the Kings Learnings podcast definitely touched base on was the fact that you know as time goes on, the more things change, the more they stay in the same. And we did, in fact, add a new member to the Wrestle Attic Radio family and. Fretz, by all means, tell us, who is this up-and-comer that we have added to our lovely family?
1: That would be the Young Lions Perspective, and I'm just getting his name off our group chat here, uh, Zachary uh, Rue, Zach, I'm so sorry for if I mispronounce it, your name, but it's Zachary Ruzica. Something, something along those lines. Uh, please absolutely correct me. Uh, Zach is someone who... Uh, I know that uh, that Ricky has had uh, his eyes on for a, a little while now, and he brings a different kind of perspective to his wrestling podcast. I've caught a couple of his shows. Like, he did a... Best of 2019, and Honorable Mentions 2019, uh, his, his Wrestle Kingdom review, which you should check out because it's the first one that he's done officially for the brand, uh, he is a very honest, brash, unapolog- unapologetically opinionated man. Uh, and although I, I'm not taking credit for this one, but uh, the, the comparison... Of him to Stephen A. Smith, what was brought up, and I thought that that was uh, that was a good one. Uh, I, I hope to take that as a compliment because I thoroughly enjoy uh, what you do. Uh, I can't take credit for that comparison, as I said, but it's very, very, very good. And I have to shout out our former uh, friends, uh, friends, and colleagues as well. You know, Zach is. He's great, and I highly recommend listening to the Young Lions Perspective. And you got a solo show, and you can't replace Jeff and Mance. You can't, but, you know, their perspective that Zachary brings to the table is just amazing. Uh, he's a he's a big New Japan fan, so you've got to hear him talk about and praise Wrestle Kingdom. And, yeah, you know, Mance, Jeff, and uh, the Fourth Wall lads have all... Left us, and I got to give them a shout out. Uh, Mance is, you know, he's doing his thing. He's, you know, he's being a dad. He's, he's doing, we're doing this thing called ring shape, like some of us on the network, like myself included. Uh, we're going to try and get back into shape and try and lose a bit of weight. You know, I'm, I got a goal by this time next year to be 190 pounds, and me mm. being at 218 right now, it's, it's absolutely attainable. I just have to curb, curb, curb my snacking there uh, <laughs> and my drinking, which is really hard to do. Yeah, Mister Fritz doesn't have a can of, a can of beer open here. He has a can of sparkling water. Uh, yeah, the fourth wall. Uh, the fourth wall guys. They they've landed uh, what they call the fourth wall Popcast network, and it's it's the same guys. It's it, you know it's Bones. It's uh, Smarky and it's uh, Doc but they're all talking about not only wrestling but they got their sports and news and all that so it's it's really neat it's kind of like uh, kind of along the lines of Ant so Zach uh, rambling aside welcome aboard my friend I look forward to hearing more from you
0: no I'm definitely looking forward to hearing that too hopefully when I'm on the road I can get that chance to uh, listen to his show so that way I can have a better appreciation for the content that he is bringing to the show, and it is. With that being said, that it'll be the last time that you hear the original Wrestle Attic Radio intro. There, we thought it would just be a great way to send off. You know, the colleagues that we've had in here. You mentioned everybody. You give them their dues. Uh, same thing goes for me. You know, Mance, Jeff, Fourth Wall guys, and also our, and also the friends that Rant with them. You guys have you know trailed. You, have, you know blazed the trail for us and we are going to continue on this trail, we're going to continue this path, and we're only going to make it better come this decade, guaranteed. So it's going to be very interesting. So there is going to be a new, new intro for the Game Changer podcast starting next week, and you, know, you mentioned Ring Shape being a part of the whole Patreon deal, and I'm just distracted by my dog right outside because I know she wants to come in here and just scratch at the door, and just go outside. But I am not going to spoil her like that because, my God, just no, just just leave, leave it, leave it alone, dog. Go, go away, Bailey. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, is it a Lambo running? Let's go. <laughs> uh, but I was actually going to make the small little announcement here that I know that a lot of people have probably noticed that I've not contributed that much to the Patreon deal. Well, that's going to change come January 15th because I will in fact be contributing to the Patreon deal by doing my own deal known as How I Would Have Wrote wrote It, in which I take anything that was just, you know, so close to being great, and I tell you guys how I write it because I'm an effing genius, no ding required. Yes, it seems like a bit of a rip on Anna Blapier, but at the same time, he was kind of the inspiration for this, so why not? Uh, so I will actually be producing a older, uh, Deal that actually got a lot of likes and a lot of views was my rebooking of Randy Orton's first world title run in 2004. So that will actually be posted up on the Patreon come January 15th. So definitely look out for that. And hey, it's only 5 bucks. It's like the cost of a sub, you know, back in the good old days. So why not just enjoy the great content from us, from the Young Lions perspective, as well as from the Kings of the Rings, it's going to be an absolutely amazing, amazing year. And hey, i got to do a cheap plug for this. You actually have your 20-bell uh, salute that you posted up this past week.
1: Yep, uh, actually just this morning I posted uh, the 20-bell salute. Uh, don't feel bad about ripping off Blampier because my podcast is kind of ripping off one called 30-20-10 by uh, the Laser Time Network. It's oh, no. uh, Chris Antista, Sarah, and um, oh, uh, I can't think of her... It, uh, I can't think of her name, but, yeah, it's it basically that podcast goes into movies, TV shows, video games, and music from 30, 20, and 10 years ago each week. What I do is I put a um, a wrestling twist on it, where I go each month, but I go 20 years, hence the 20-bell salute. So this month was the 2000 Royal Rumble, and I talked about, here's a, it, it's a cheap plug, although... This is always on my mania feed, the Patreon show, just because I record and edit everything on Anchor, and then I release it through that. So it's a lot easier to deal with, other than sitting on like Audacity for five hours. Like I don't like doing that, but <laughs> uh, yeah. So I have the 2000 World Rumble and sneak preview. I cover movies like Next Friday and Fantasia
0: 2000. Oh, jeez. I remember remember watching Fantasia 2000. And, uh, yeah, the original Fantasia was better for a reason.
1: Yeah, that's right. And uh, I do... I don't know why I did this, but for the entire Royal Rumble match, I did a (laughs) watch-along... For like an hour, just me, just me reacting and talking about the rumble. It was awkward and painful, but I'm <laughs> awkward and painful, so so whatever. Uh, next month, uh, no way out, two thousand. Um, I am going to do a watch along for the uh, Cactus Jack Triple H Hell in the Cell match.
0: Oh, that's going to be beautiful. That's going to be great. Um, I will give you guys this preview as what the next uh, how I would have wrote it would be is that I'm actually going to be rewriting the quote-unquote women's revolution that they did from the uh, Battleground pay-per-view in, I want to say, 2015, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was 2015, all the way till WrestleMania 32. So it's going to be a very interesting way of booking it, and I've been just trying to think of the best ways to kind of really figure out how I can go about this, how I can incorporate, you know, like how the Bellas are going to still be pretty you know, dominant, even though they're the dastardly heels. And what I like to do with a lot of these is I try to at least work with what I got. It's one of those things where, you know, some people could just say like, oh, I could just rewrite everything like that. But there's very few people that actually just take what you're given and actually turn it into something, you know, something great. So that's why I kind of am doing there. So for those of you that are curious, it's not going to be a situation where I'm going to bring... Uh, you know Charlotte in here, and then a few months later there's Becky, and then a few months later there's Sasha. No, it's literally going to be Stephanie announces all of them, going from there. So it's going to be a lot to take in, but I think I'm going to be very, you're going to be very pleased with the final product when it comes to that. So little plug there for the Patreon deal. Like we said, it's only five dollars. I mean, what else are you going to use that for? What, like, like, like little alcohol pads or for smokes and stuff like that? Come on. Give it give it to something that's going to be more useful. Come on, man! Damn, as Ron Simmons would say. <laughs> hey, I like
1: beer. Don't don't you don't go there. Yeah, hey, I
0: I didn't, I didn't take a knock on beer. I mean, beer is kind of a necessity in life because that's how you can get away get away with so many Raws and smackdowns, and that's why the beer prices are still going up right now because it's hard to go through one of those shows half the time. When it comes to AEW NXT, though, well, I mean, those are more celebration deals. I mean, especially when you get a little bit of the bubbly, which damn it, I still need to order mine. (laughs) I still need to order that because I know it's in limited order deals. It's just, oh, I got got to get a little bit of the bubbly because I really, because the plan right now is to at least have uh, one for now and then one for hopefully, uh, I've I've actually talked with this with Val and she wants to do this, is that uh, I want to actually bring her up to Wisconsin for the ACW uh, 7th anniversary show. Uh, I still got to talk with, you know, People let them know, you know, hey, what's going on? And hey, you know, this is kind of what we have in mind, blah, blah, blah that kind of deal. So, going to do something fun. And I mean, already Val is kind of already over it. I mentioned the, the name Backwoods Brown, and she was already like, I love it. It's like... Dude, I gotta tell backwards Brown this. He's gonna be, he's gonna be kind of just, he's gonna be kind of. I don't know if he's gonna be like starstruck, but he'll be like, oh, cool, man. Just those things where it's like, hey, dude, we we talked about you on the show, and it was awesome. But yeah, I will also be talking about ACW a little bit later on during the show. Um, yeah. So before we get too deep into this, we're gonna take a little quick commercial break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about New Japan, AEW, NXT, as well as talk about some of the great things that are gonna be coming in the forthcoming week. It's going to be an absolutely amazing show. So stay tuned, you guys. We will be right back.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Coda Jacobs, the crusader and visionary behind a brighter future in wrestling. If you're an honorable and noble public servant like myself, you are listening to the Game Changer Podcast. Hi,
0: I'm Nate the F and Great. You know what's really fun, you guys, is just spending some time creating wrestling moments, whether it's being in the crowd, cutting promos, or just really kind of beating each other up with a chair or a trash can. Well, let's just say that there's a safer way to doing that without using an actual chair or a trash can. Go over to Great Minds Revolution Incorporated. My buddy Kurt has actually created a very safe and fun way to be a wrestling fan without the necessary lawsuits of basically beating each other up with real stuff. He has an inflatable chair that is really fun to just whack around and it could also double as a little floaty for a pool. He also has the inflatable trash can which you guys is really awesome because let's say maybe you don't want to use it for wrestling matches. You could use it at your barbecue, your next big tailgate party, whatever you could think of. Great Minds Revolution, Inc. They do a great job on making wrestling fun again. Proud friends of the Game Changer Podcast. back to the Game Changer podcast. I'm Nate D.F. and Great. This is Mr. Fretz. Uh, funny thing that actually go, goes going with this. I think that one of my goals, if I were to make it to like the big leagues of WWE, because I did make the announcement that I've been doing you know, weightlifting, I've been doing tra- training, I'm trying to get into the training deal. Uh, as far as that training goes, um, wrestling training might take place in the spring, but the latest it'll happen will probably be in the fall. There's just some like, conflicting deals about what the you know training schedule is going to be like, so we'll just have to wait and see how that goes. Uh, but one of the things that I jokingly would love to do is to take on Baron Corbin and a winner gets the theme song match, and I just take yeah. his theme song. <laughs> um, I, di- I did that during a 2- 2K19, and it's one of the best things that I could have ever done. I just gave him like a generic little, like, you know, one of those, like, K- KFO dollar sign, Deals that they did, um, yeah. I, it's, just, it, it's just one of those things where I love how there's so many people that I mean, I mean, Kayla and Rachel especially. Shout out to them because we always love talking to them on our chat. They are literally just saying the whole deal about oh, remember us little people when you make it to the big leagues. And I'm telling, them, it's like I don't think that's where I was kind of going. I was just kind of hoping that I would just be in the independent deals, maybe win a heavyweight title here and there. Something like that, um, and I also did make the comment that I'm making face palm, palm club a thing when I finally get into the ring, because it needs to happen. It needs to be a thing. If we can make it like international, to a point, it would just be amazing. Um, but I appreciate so many people who have been very supportive when it comes to this whole deal. And like I said, I'm hoping that I can at least get the training get some kind of wrestling matches involved. I have a list that I want to do, which is weird because the list is something that was on, like, 20, uh, 2K, uh, 20. Uh, no. my, mine's, mine's better. I'm just stating that right now. <laughs> it's not as cringeworthy. Um, yeah, it's, and I, I will say this, that I do applaud, you know, King Ricky and Will for not just, like, destroying it completely, but they definitely showed their support, so I definitely do appreciate that. Um... I will also say that we I did miss Kate Murphy on the show. I think that might be the only reason why I watch the Kings of the Rings now. It's just so Kate Murphy just puts in her, like, $100 worth of an opinion. Yes, I am saying that her opinion is valuable that much. What about King Ricky? Uh, I'd say about a dollar's worth. Will? One One penny <laughs> <laughs> <ten of> <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was thinking, like, the heypenny from uh, Wacko's Wish, where he's just... <laughs> oh, oh, oh. The wishing star, the wishing star, let's go, to the wishing star. Oh my gosh, we're, we're getting so off track, but I'm loving it though. Because Anvilania, Anvilania, <laughs> <Fishing>. Anvilania. <laughs> wishing uh, star belongs to three. Be myself and I. Wow. <laughs> Just, oh, man. Ch- uh,
1: I was going to say childhood, but that came out when what, would that come out in 2000? Yeah, I yeah. would have been 16 when that, came, I, when I, that I so. came out. The series finale of Animaniacs.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, no, that's not true, because they're coming back from right. like 20, I don't know if it's, it's coming yeah. out either this year or next year, I can't remember. 2020, I, I think, yeah. So, it's going to be very interesting to see that, but, you know. Rob Paulson needs a job because he can only do so much of the Toon Talks that he can. But I will say this, cheap plug to Rob Paulson for Toon Talks. That's an amazing deal. Again, I know we're basically going off topic not talking so much about wrestling, but it's part of our childhood, damn it. We need to talk about it. (laughs) Uh, All right, so let's get back on track here. Uh, We did say that we wanted to talk about uh, New Japan. We did mention the fact, of course, that uh, Dushin Thunder Liger had his final two matches on both nights, which were, uh, from what I've heard, were pretty good, and it was still very emotional with that. Um, But I think I'm going to give this over to my good friend, Mr. Fretz, because he's gotten the chance to at least see it. I know the results of it, but at the same time, I can't really say, you know, whether these matches were, you know, fantastic, or whether they were just botchamania bait. I can't really say, say that much. But at the same time, I've heard nothing but positive things from it, so Fretz, by all means... The floor is yours.
1: Yeah, so if you want a very detailed run of this, uh, uh, go listen to, to Young Lions, because he did a very good job of like two, almost two hours of covering the whole show by himself. So wow. uh, if, if you want the, res, like, the results, I can just spout off a couple for you. So we had Suzuki Gun defeating Los Ingram Nobles to Japan, uh, a Chaos defeated Bolt Club in an eight-man match, uh, there was uh, Finn Juice, which is uh, Finley Jr. and uh, Juice Robinson defeated the Gorillas of Destiny for the tag team titles. Uh, and one match I want to talk about right now here. Oh, there's a couple here that are on my list. Um, IWGP United States title. Lance Archer defending against... Ja- <coughs>
0: Boxley. <laughs> I was going to say, don't try to be Justin Roberts, man. You're you're no Justin Roberts.
1: <laughs> no, I, I I am not. I was going for. No, wait, no, just because I was going to go John. Oh wait, no, he did John Cena like that too, and Tony Chimel. Which, oh, yeah. uh, by the way, I was watching '92 Rumble and some old stuff for future shows. Chimel mm-hmm. was in the Fed in like the early '90s.
0: <laughs> oh shoot, that's right. I do remember that because I remember he. Uh, he did do the announcing for the Stone Cold versus Vince McMahon match on Raw when they were when he was having the match for the WWE title. Uh, and then, you know, Dude Love came out, he messed the whole thing up, and then they had that whole deal where it's like, oh, hey, we're going to swerve everybody. It's not going to be Austin versus McMahon. It's going to be Austin versus Dude Love. You know, <laughs> because why not? Wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, Ar- Archer and Moxley.
1: Yeah this was a Texas death match In which uh, the match would only End via submission Or or ten count So of course being Moxley uh, you brought He came out To the ring and he brought through like Ten chairs into the ring And of course he utilized them I think there was a, a Paradigm shift on those uh, I, I'm not Going to give you a blow by blow here I'm just going to talk about how good they were And yeah, these two guys—they took lumps out of each other—and Kevin Kelly was talking about their previous relationship in Florida because, uh, you know, Moxley was in developmental for a few years, and Lance Archer was actually—he was on Raw, uh, Raw, SmackDown, Superstars, all those kind of shows, tagging with Kurt um, uh, Hawkins of all people. He had a, a brief tag team with Kurt Hawkins in like 910 and then I think he got sent down to developmental. So they brought up their whole relationship dynamic in Florida. Of course, this was pre NXT. This was FCW. Yeah. You know, FCW alum also includes people like Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins and the Usos. Uh, Bailey, I think, is one as well. So, yeah, just they took lumps and years out of each other and all the wacky bumps that they took. He had chair shots, he had candlestick shots. Lance Archer is a beast, like seven foot tall, and you can't teach no, nope, no. Nope. <sighs> sorry, sorry. No, nope, I went there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was it was just a damn good match. John Moxley did a Death Rider off of the ring apron through a bunch of tables on ringside and Right after, you know, the 10 count was over, you can see that Archer's uh, arm was lacerated. So the 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 table must have come up and just give him a big (sighs) right through his arm. Uh, We had Osprey versus Harumu Takahashi for the junior heavyweight title. Wow. Uh, Just wow. Like, Osprey... I, I've, I've known about Osprey for a few years now. Like I have to give credit to uh, Stuart Brooks from the New Generation Project podcast. They they don't podcast anymore, but Stuart used to talk about uh, Will Osprey and um, Zack Sabre Jr. and Marty Skrull when they were starting their careers in progress in England. Uh, all the great wrestling podcasts are over from England, Cultaholic and all them too, right? So he, he would just praise them, and then finally learning who they were, thanks to New Japan. Uh, this was uh, Haruma Takahashi's comeback match. He had a severe injury. I forgot what, I think he had like a neck injury or something and they didn't know whether he would come back and Osprey had been the junior heavyweight champion for quite some time. And there's a move that there's this like slice chop to the back of the neck move that Osprey does. Zach, uh, he couldn't you can call me out here. You can correct me and let me know what it is. Uh, I, just, I don't have it written down. Uh, and that was the whole dynamic of the match was the neck and Takahashi's neck. And, oh, was he going to come back? And so Osprey goes for that move, for that particular chop to the back of the head move. But Takahashi goes down, so I'm thinking he's going to play possum. But this, this was an absolute technical masterpiece. You know, Takahashi regained or won the title for the first time, I can't remember which one, but if we see Osprey getting uh, pushed up the card a little bit towards the heavyweight title division, Mm -hmm. I'm all for it. But if this is a feud that continues and we see another osprey Takahashi match, uh, pants changed, please. Uh, (laughs) Tetsuya Naito, this was the, the, the gold rush thing. This was... The reason why this was two days, I think, had to do with the gold rush and the title-for-title title match that was on night two. So, Tetsuya Naito... Uh, uh, what's that? Oh, it's the same... It, 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 it's the pose he does, but it's uh, Tranquilo. He does the... He does the, the, the Well, we know Tranquilo is also El Idolo's pose as well, but Tranquilo is one that... Um, Tetsuya Naito does. So Tetsuya Naito won the Intercontinental title from Switchblade, Jay White, which was just a fierce, hard-hitting, stiff, strong style match. Jay White is, well, WWE's been kind of sniffing at him for a while now, but, you know, I think his loyalty would lie in New Japan. Personally, I'd like to see him stay back there. Him on him on the main roster or in NXT? Get him against uh, Jay White versus Adam Cole. Jay White versus Dijakovic, Keith Lee, Roddy. I'm all for it, but yikes! Uh, Okada and Ibushi was just a technical barn burner. Uh, Ibushi's showing; I think he belongs in this main event division. Main event division, and had the, the uh, event been one night, and had they. Uh, not done this gold rush double title tournament thing. I think Ibushi would have been walking out as champion. There's a couple of things in here. He was kind of going a little bit on the dark side during this match. So we're thinking like, oh, is he gonna go heel? But it was a lot. It was like the storyline of no, he's gonna go. All out and do what he can to win. Uh, uh, Okada came out on top here after like you know seventeen rainmakers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I thought this was an NXT match here because of all the kickouts. Uh, Kota Ibushi, uh, although some of you might remember him from the Cruiserweight Classic a few years ago, mm-hmm. who had a great outing in that. Uh, he- heck of a showing. Offered a contract, respectively declined to go to Japan. So you know, I don't blame him here. Uh, day two. I just won't. I'm basically just gonna go over. Okay, Kenta. I mean, Hiroki Goto defeated Kenta for the NEVER Openweight title, but uh, that wasn't the last we would see of Kenta that night. He is becoming the most hated man in New Japan, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, member of Bullet Club, or his as his T-shirt says, "Go to Sleep Club." Like, Give me your give me your money there. Uh, so we had the losers of both title matches: Jay White and Kota Ibushi. Just go, just go the distance. Jay White won uh, United States title. You know, newly new champion John Moxley was going up against Juice Robinson again. Neat thing about this storyline is that um, John defeated Juice for the U.S. title at Dominion this past June. However, John was stripped of the title. They were saying it's due to the typhoons and he couldn't go over there to defend. I think it was a combination of that (coughs) and his commitments to All Elite. Uh, Chris Jericho defeated uh, Hiroshi Takahashi in which if Takahashi won, he would get an AEW title shot. Which made it more interesting and made the thought of AEW New Japan... Being in bed together, a little bit more intriguing, although Jericho's like, no, no, it's not happening. But double champion, intercontinental and heavyweight, finally getting his due in New Japan. Tetsuya Naito defeats Okada, but Kenta, that bastard, just comes out right after the match, lays him out, we get to go to sleep. And we have a match between the two at, uh, New Beginning next month. Mm-hmm. So, uh, any, if any of y'all have, uh, was it, uh, I don't, I don't have the New Japan subscription service. Like, how I rely on my wrestling, like, Ross, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, I rely on streams. But I do have the WWE Network. Uh, yeah, Roppongi Rup- Rup- and Bullet Club had another match, and there was Liger's last match, uh, his last match the night before, before I stop talking here, uh, was filled with some of his greatest rivals and uh, friends. So you had people like Shinjiro Otani, you had Tiger Mask 4. Uh, wow. And I would have loved, Like I, I have to go out of my way to see this, but you know that he, he wrestled Brian Pillman. Mm-hmm. He's also wrestled Pillman Jr.
0: Ooh. So he's faced off against two generations of wrestlers, basically. Oh, more than that, and well, true. One,
1: well, yeah, one more. I, I, I have to mention this, but after Moxley's U.S. title match, uh, he's basically just going like, you know, come on to the locker room, and oh, oh, okay. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to come back to his name because Mindoro Suzuki comes out. And if you don't know who Manuro Suzuki is, uh, him and John Moxley are literally going to kill each other.
0: <laughs> just, just flat out, just, just death, death. Got it. So it definitely does sound like uh, you know New Japan definitely has a lot of momentum going their way. Especially oh geez, I mean like the main event like that where they're doing their own version of Warrior versus Hogan, but and you know credit is it was, it's like history repeating itself. Intercontinental Champion is the one that wins the world title, and it's another reign of Okada done. So, that's really crazy to see. Um, yeah, I, I know that um, Jericho definitely did mention in an interview after his uh, mat- match where he was talking about how AEW and New Japan should just, you know, just stop the spickering, stop this whining, start, you know, this kind of you know, relationship with the two of them, and I do believe that uh, Will and Ricky they brought up some good points. One of them was the fact that they are, I think that New Japan is still a little butt at AEW just because of the fact that they took most of their you know American made you know wrestlers and taking all of their big stars and stuff like that. Yeah, I understand that. At the same time, you can't New Japan. You can't say that you wouldn't have done the same thing if it was if it was you. So. It's one of those things where I agree with Jericho. Just get over the hurt feelings and let's actually see more history. Deal, hey, at least it didn't do you wrong like you know Ring of Honor did. Just saying. You know, it's actually kind of kind of funny. You get, you brought up you know the network deal. One of the funny things that I wanted to do for you know this decade is indeed go up to Canada to see my one only wonderful co-host. Uh, as well as my BFF, Danny, as well as another good friend of ours, uh, Amanda. And honestly, if it just boils down to me just going up to whatever hotel, having my freaking iPad, and us watching the WWE Network like that, I would do it. Are you kidding me? I would just em- enjoy, you know, seeing everybody, just being able to just have a great time doing stuff like that. I know it's a little... The, this is kind of far out there. This is kind of one of those things that's on like a really weird side note, but... It's just one of those things where uh, it's crazy to see how wrestling can bring people together. And I think that New Japan and AEW could really do that. And they could actually rake in so many more numbers for, uh, for for you know the programming. I know that they posted up the program numbers for this week. And it looked like AEW got pretty close to a million viewers, which is really impressive to say the least, but they also have to count the you know, amount of people that probably did do the D V R deal and blah blah blah, all that kind of deal. Um but you know what? Let's go right into talking about AEW and NXT. I'll get the uh ball rolling with this. I'm just gonna do like a brief deal with this, uh for AEW. We had Omega and Page taking on private party. Really good matchup. Uh I've had some comments there and there where I said I cannot believe that a man would actually Scream that loud when he's getting chopped, but I I can't say that I hated it. Uh, there was definitely a lot of dissension in the ranks between Kenny Omega and Adam, and Adam Page, but in the end, Kenny and Adam won. Worst, I do still believe that we're getting Kenny and Adam at uh, at Revolution. They're just really just te- they're really teasing it now, where it's like, okay, the pieces are still being put into place. That final piece is going to be in there. To where this matchup was going to happen. Uh, we had a women's title matchup. Rio defending against Chris Statlander. Um, matchup, you know, for the majority of it was good. Until they had this whole deal where the uh, Nightmare Collection, uh, Austin awesome Kong and Mel, she just came, they just came out. They kind of disrupted it. Really, It was really weird because they really got messy at the end where everybody's attacking everybody and the referee's not calling for the bell and blah, blah, blah. There's no weird, like, authority deal going on here. there's still a good match, but at the same time, have some kind of, a, you know, consistency when it comes to these matches. Uh, also, speaking of New Japan, uh, Luther makes his debut in AEW. For those of you that don't know who Luther is, apparently he has a lot of death matches, and he's a crazy m and uh, What more can we really say? And honestly, I've seen a couple of those matches, and I'm like, oh, jeez, this... This is gonna be interesting. Uh, I also did love Brandy on commentary. It was literally one of the best things about that entire matchup. Just her burning Excalibur, uh, <laughs> making a comment about Excalibur. Saying like, "Do you ever take that mask off?" He's like, "Yeah, I do in the comfort of my own home." Just, just literally the street, you know, back and forth between them. Uh, Jr. is just getting blown off, and it seemed like Tony was like the only one that was getting any sort of attention from Brandy. Which is really funny, uh, but in the end, Rio retains via shenanigans. Even though she and she doesn't really like that too much. Um, and after the matchup, the collective, you know, they attack, and then we had everybody else kind of even the odds, that kind of deal. It happens. Um I will say this: another reason for me to bicker again is there was a tweet on uh, Twitter where Rio was saying, like, I'm go- going back to Japan. And <laughs> Britt Baker, she retweets that, and just and just says, "Figures." <laughs> <Again>. It's like <laughs> it's like, I want this woman as women's champion. Why are we not doing this? Just give the strap to Brit Baker already. i it's it's frustrating. That's just me though. Um, we had Sammy Guevara versus Daniels. Pretty, you know, decent back and forth deal. Uh, I w- I was. Actually, kind of marking out when I saw him going for the angel, for the angel's wings, I was like, "Oh gosh, I haven't seen this move in so long. It would be amazing if he hits this." Um, but Sammy wins with a little help from Pentagon Junior. It looks like we're probably going to be building that matchup between Daniels and Pentagon. Which, oh yes, please, I will take that. Um, after the match, though, Dark Order came out and they're basically telling Daniels, "We could take you to the promised land. We can help you." Get back to blah, 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 blah. You just have to wear this mask. Daniels just takes the mask. He considers it. He almost puts it on. He's just like, no way. So Dark Order just attacks Daniels, but then we have SCU and the Bucks. They come out to make the save. Kind of shaping up the card for Revolution, and honestly, it's going to be very interesting because a lot of people are still kind of nitpicking about Dark Order, but at the same time, You can't deny they're at least telling stories. They're at least bringing more uh, depth into the, you know, division and stuff like that. So um, next up we had the Rhodes versus the Lucha Bros. It was amazing. I cannot say that any more than that. It was great. Freaking Dustin Reynolds does a Canadian Destroyer. Are you kidding me? Just why? <laughs> just <laughs> and as soon as I as soon as I say that, Fritz does like a big yawn where it's like, yeah, everybody does that. Which okay, that's fair. Um, I'm related. I'm tired. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, we had uh, Tony try to get an answer from Cody about you know MGF's demands, and Arden Anderson's like, no, we're gonna wait another week. It's like, okay, I, I was literally just like, all right, that's fine. Uh, MJF comes out, he basically berates Cody, but then out comes DD freaking P, who decides to do like a long-winded deal talking about DDP yoga and stuff like that. He talks about his career stuff like that, and MJF <laughs> does a tweet from the ring as DDP is talking. It's literally one of the funniest things I have ever seen, where he just, he literally just he tweets, will this old fart ever shut up? Then finally, DDP focuses on MJF. Uh, we get a diamond cutters galore from DDP on Butcher and the Blade because somehow they're a part of this whole deal for some reason. Uh, if she, if she, if he would have done the diamond cutter to Allie, I probably would have died laughing. That would have been amazing. Uh, but in the end, we see you know DDP just doing diamond cutter, diamond cutter. Uh, he gets beat down by Wardlow until we get. Uh, you get Cutie as well as Runnels. They come in there, and they make a six-man tag match for next week. Oh, next week's also Bash at the Beach. That's what they're calling it. Awesome. I'm totally fine with this. Uh, we had the Best Friends and Orge Cassidy versus the, uh... <laughs> I keep saying the name wrong, but it's Jurassic Express. I keep saying, you know, Lucha Express. I've said Jungle Express. Finally, now it's like, okay, it's Jurassic Express. Um... It was a pretty interesting matchup there. I think that the highlight for me was just Orange Cassidy doing the meh, meh kicks to freaking Lucha, Luchasaurus, and oh. just as he's about to do another move to him, he just Luchasaurus just grabs him, like, nope, tries tossing him the no hand suicide dive. Um, in the end, oh geez, I'm trying, I'm trying to remember who actually went. was. Was it a was it Jurassic Express that won this matchup, or
1: yeah, no? uh. Ch- Jungle Boy got
0: her Hern Karana on oh, that's somebody. Oh, right, that, that's right, that's right, okay. Uh, and then we get into the extravaganza, which could have been something as big as the Festival of Friendship, but I'd probably give it like a like a second deal. Uh, Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle are in the ring. Here comes John Moxley, and at first it seems like he's going to say no, and then he just says yes! To which I'm like, oh my god, we're actually doing this? Oh wow, this, this is actually... There's going to be, like, a major turn, and I'm looking forward to when it finally happens. That lasted for a whole five seconds, because as soon as he got the keys to the car, basically, Moxley just goes, oh, yeah, uh, by the way, Jericho, I was just kidding. I want to be with you guys, but it's a stupid name. The other thing I want is that. Hits him with a little bit of the bubbly. He hits the Death Rider on Jericho, then the same thing to Guevara. And he just rushes out of the ring. Honest, The fact that they're protecting Jake Hager as well as they are, I'm very impressed by it. And In all honesty, it's working. Um, the show ends with just Moxley up on the rampway. He's got the keys to the Ford GT. He's just dangling them. While Jericho is literally just completely out cold in the middle of the ring. Um, yeah, AEW had some very dull moments during the night, but at the same time there was enough moments where it was like, look, I'm still invested. I'm, so, I'm still fine. And I think it was uh, one of my friends, a shout-out to the man who did this, uh, Handsome Randall, he mentions the fact that, you know, hey, dull mo you know, a couple dull moments in AEW is still better than six hours of Monday Night Raw. To which I say, fair point. So, yeah, no. AEW, I thought they still did pretty good. Was it one of their better shows? Not really. I think that they had some better show. I think that last week was better. This was kind of one where it was just slowly sleeping down, but nothing really too crazy. Um, yeah, no, so that's kind of all I got for AEW. Um, like I said, they got the whole Bash at the Beach deal going on next week. They have all these tag team matches going on. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see, but now we go from NX, from uh, AEW to NXT. Mr. Fretz, the floor is yours. What in Sam Graviel happened in NXT? Uh, I
1: am just trying to find the results here, and the uh, Bullet Club bunny girl is on my screen right now, so oh. I am very, very distracted.
0: The, the Bullet Club bunny girl. Oh, my God. Uh, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Is, is that Allie? Look
1: up her Instagram bun.
0: You'll thank me later. Oh, jeez. I, I, I was just about to say, wait, did Ali join Bullet Club? That would be an interesting twist. Nope. No. No, it was just... Um, <laughs> I saw you do a double take, and that was amazing. It's just one of those like, no, wait, no. <laughs> just, Oh, my God. I, I will say this. If Allie does join Bullet Club, that's going to be a very bizarre wrinkle that they'll put into the Masters of the Multiverse YouTube series that they do. Just, She just comes back, and she just wears a Bullet Club shirt, and Rosemary's just like, what the hell is that? <laughs> It's like this. It's like it's a new cool thing here. It's like, oh my
1: gosh! Oh, she's on the screen again! My god!
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Got a butt that won't quit. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! I'm yeah. I'm gonna have to go. No, to, I have to go to Instagram now as soon as the show's over. Yeah, I
1: yeah, turn the lights off.
0: <laughs> oh, jeez! Oh man, that's amazing. Uh,
1: okay, so. I I had got home from work around the middle to end of this match, but we opened up with Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, and Candice LeRae going up against Kaylee Ray, uh, Io Shirai, and Bianca Belair. So I can't really give you a blow for blow what happened in this match, but we had a decent six-person uh, match here with uh, Miss EST, Miss Undefeated, except not and me more Ted, okay. uh, sorry, sorry, Phil, uh, mm. shout out to who got next. They're back by the Yay. way. Uh, sa- uh, uh, Saturdays, uh, on their own, uh, network profile thingy. So yeah, shout out to, Phil and MJ. Sorry. I did not like Bianca. Uh,
0: Saturdays on UPN.
1: <laughs> yeah. She ate. Yeah. Smackdown live Saturdays on UPN. Uh, yeah, the the, ripped, uh, the est ate the reptide and uh, which gave uh, this uh, the, the women's champion the win. And I just learned through a group chat that at Worlds Collide, it's going to be Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm for the NXT uh, Women's Championship rematch mm. from UK.
0: Wow. I mean, honestly, yeah, well, that, that's, that's one way to make that women's title more prestigious, is to bring in more huge rivalries, which we're still waiting for, Chima, for Tommaso Ciampa and Gargano.
1: It's, it's happening. Remember my predictions
0: thing? Yes, yes, yes. I'm just impatient. I, wa- I want the conclusion, damn it.
1: <laughs> we'll see it. I'll, I, I dare say we'll see it. As soon as SummerSlam takeover. Okay, sure. And uh, shout out uh, because it's going to be in, I think SummerSlam is going to be in Boston, so uh, yes. Will, that's probably, that's in the TerrorShock neighborhood, although, you no, know, he lives in Jersey, but, you know, he's from Boston, so, like, his mom's there and all that. So, yeah, he'll be going there for <laughs> that. And they always talk about this, uh, oh, we'll have a barbecue at the TerrorShock household, like, you. I swear, <laughs> and, and I couldn't get and, and The fact that Okay, Summerstein
0: was in Toronto And I couldn't go But I had good reason Because the morning of that Was that yeah, Rugby no,
1: no. for my niece So that. that's, that's fine Abby Abby Uncle Jamie's not mad at you And by the way, Abby Why are you listening to this? You should be in bed <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw my nephew earlier today He had some uh, He had a minor procedure at the hospital, but he oh. came and saw me at work, so he like, he, we sat down in the produce department and caught some Pokemon, so he's he's already hyper Damn. as hell, so he's he's good to go. Um, <laughs> the Dusty Classic starts tonight with Imperium of uh, Fa- of Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner going up against the Forgotten Sons. Who? I, 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 I forgot already. Who? Oh, oh. Who? Yeah, not quite who-who. Bad Luck Fale is a huge, huge dude. Uh, Haku's kid, Bullet Club. Uh, The Forgotten Sons just... There was a couple... I I knew Imperium was going to win. Imperium's my pick to win the whole thing because the bracket is set up in a way where we're definitely getting Eichner and Bartell versus versus O'Reilly and Fish in the final. I'd be shocked... If we're not. But Imperium's my pick, and I think they're gonna go rough shot over in the UK. And if I can touch over into to take over Blackpool too, there's gonna be a ladder match for the tag team titles with South Wales subculture, uh, Grizzled Young Vets, Gallus, and Imperium. Imperium's my pick. They're gonna they're they're gonna run UK this year. And call this a bold prediction shout out to mr warren hayes uh we're going to see a secondary title and it's going to be the european title brought brought back i'm calling it now the nxt (laughs) european championship will be a thing this is just a wacko thing off my head but we had a great great back and forth match um the Forgotten Sons were hitting really hard, uh, but Eichner and Bartel did the European Bomb, which is a power bomb in with a spinning European uppercut. Like a, it's a great looking move, and these two are just. They say the mat is sacred. They are just they're technical wizards, man. So we had it was just all Imperium. Forgotten Sons, I think, well, this page here, Bleacher Report, is saying they may have deserved a little more time here, but they were never going to win as they made it to the finals last year. Coming up next, Ricky and Will and Kate, here's your boy making his NXT debut, Austin Theory.
0: For some reason, I was going right into Keith Lee for some reason. No,
1: he's in the main event.
0: Okay, okay. No,
1: the... King Ricky's Fiend is in the main event. Uh, we have Austin Theory, some a wrestler from Evolve. Um, Evolve is a promotion. Uh, those of you who don't know, uh, you know it's an indie promotion. I think out of the Northeast. Yes. And they did a <coughs> excuse me, dear me, a special on the network last year. And they have a lot of people who have been through NXT or through the uh, Performance Center, like uh, Babatunde. Uh, and uh, yeah, Austin Theory was there. He's the former champion and the current champion, Josh Briggs, who I think is going to sign by the end of the year. Josh Briggs has an amazing upside. He's a he's a big boy, can do a good choke slam. He's. Got a, lot, got a lot to work on, but he's great. Austin Theory, though, uh, former Evolve champion, wrestled. Yuck, Yokian how do I say that name? Yuck, Yuck, it's just yuck mean Wild.
0: <laughs> Yokian <laughs> I don't know. I, yuck, uh,
1: I, it's, okay, who, who played the Joker?
0: Wha- oh, Joaquin Phoenix. It,
1: okay, Joaquin, thank you. Wa- That's how you say that name. So Joaquin Wild, who <laughs> I think was DJ Z in
0: um, Impact, was he DJ? Was he DJ Zed? Oh, 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 uh, oh, jeez, DJ. Oh yeah, Z, Zima Ion, I think it was. No, no, he, well,
1: no. Zima Ion's a different guy. But he, he no, he's the. Isn't he the guy who wrestled DJ Zed in a match and that oh. like, he had his like neck broken from a botch moonsault or something? There's oh. a there's a spot in the impact. It was a moonsault to
0: the outside. No, I know. Yeah, what, it, yeah I know. I, I know who you're talking about. Um, no, that was that was Zema. That was him. Yeah, yeah. Zema Ion was the one who did the moonsault. I forgot who the guy that. Uh, it, might
1: one been, one. it might have been. It might have been DJ Z. Well,
0: no, I don't think it was DJ Z.
1: No, no, Zima Ion was the one that got injured. Anyways, uh, so you had uh, th- these two had a great, great match. Uh, Austin Theory. Uh, no, this isn't his debut. Uh, he made up for his loss to Roderick Strong last week with an impressive, performance here. Oh, Back and forth God. match. He's a He's a small-looking guy, but he is actually quite strong and very fast, and, you know, he caught Yuckin' Wild with the unproven cutter, a.k.a. the TKO. Uh, I forgot what his nickname was, what they were calling him here, but Austin Theory is just someone, I think, I think by the end of the year or by this time next year we could see him contending for, like, the North American title. Very impressive guy, and I I just love... I loved hearing uh, Ricky and Will and Kate just gush about him, and it's so cool to see like one of their guys getting their shot. It's 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 really nice.
0: Uh, It's kind of one of those things where it's where it's like they're gushing gushing about him in theory. Ha ha. Ew! Stupid. I I don't know where it was in here, but we found out the
1: mystery partner for Kushida. And uh, you,
0: in you this. freaking called it! Dusty. You freaking called it! And I said, I said this on our group chat. I said, "Cultaholic, be damned! You freaking called it!" No, this person called it. I don't care. Th- that 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 thing has been deleted. You called it. I'm calling it right now. I'm saying no. Right now.
1: Jack, Jack, the Jobber gets all the credit
0: here. About Jack the Jobber, you called it. I don't care what anybody says.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh. I'm trying to be polite. I'm trying to be a polite, humble Canadian here. I'm being a stereotype for No,
0: God's no, no, no. That, no that's that's fine. You be the polite Canadian, and I will just be the American a hole. Just to be fair. I, I me. <laughs> Del- so, delete. Well, I mean, Jack did get deleted by Matt Hardy, and like one of the WCPW shows or something like that. So, to be fair, he already got deleted. Delete him again. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying. Uh.
1: So Kushida's mystery. Partner, in next week they were going to be facing the Grizzly Young Veterans of Zach Gibson and I forget the other guy's name. Uh, you know, if you hate Zach Gibson, choose off. Uh, I love Zach Gibson, and I hope the Grizzly Young Vets win the tag titles back that the South Wales subculture stole from them. Anyway, I love heels. What do I say? Uh, Kushida and Alex Shelley. Yay. <laughs> Reun- reuniting the time splitters. And as soon as uh, Morrow saw that, I'm just like, said that, I'm like, wait, what? I, I left out of my chair. I'm like, okay, I love Alex Shelley. Uh, I'm like, he, he would have been the only, he would have been the guy I thought was a snowball's chance in hell, because I figured if Shelley was coming to NXT, uh, Motor City Machine Guns but give nice me story. Motor City Machine Guns versus The Revival instead.
0: So, Also, also, can we state the fact that James Dorm wants a beer money reunion and every single part of my body is screaming yes because I would want that. I mean, what are you doing with Robert Roode right now? Oh, he's a patsy to Baron Corbin. Yeah, he deserves so much better because I've seen him do so much better. I'm sorry, the small morant Times players, Times players, Motor City Machine Guns, well, okay, well, now it's kind of a possibility. If Alex Shelley has indeed signed with NXT, we just need Chris Sabian now.
1: Yep, and a uh, little uh, rumor and indyanda going around that Matt, Matt Seidel is going to be doing some shows with Evolve, Ooh. so,
0: hey, NXT's not that far away. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so, so are you saying that the, retor- the return of Airborne is probably on the horizon?
1: Or Airboom.
0: Okay, fair enough. Oh Oh my gosh, (laughs) that would be kind of funny. Just New Day ends and then Air Boom just comes back out of nowhere. That would just be like, no, it's a WWE thing. You know what, I'm not going to, I'm just going to stop because I feel like WWE would just do that just to get the whole New Day deal just done. Woods and Big E just do their own thing, their heel deal, and Kofi needs a deal. Hey, what about Evan Bourne? Well, Evan Bourne, Bourne, where's he been all these years? Well, he's been on the Independence Hill. Get get him on the phone. Get get him on on TV. He's on next week. Yeah.
1: Then maybe he'll bring... I I wouldn't mind seeing him bring that third eye
0: gimmick from uh, Impact over because that was really, really interesting. Yeah, that was cool.
1: Yeah, so we had here Gallus, the NXT UK Tag Champions of... Mark Coffey and Wolfgang going up against uh, Undisputed Era's Fish and O'Reilly, a.k.a. Red Dragon. Uh, Gallus was all about them being, uh, this is my kingdom, like shouting that out every, every couple seconds in the match. Uh, Mark Coffey uh, just throwing everyone around. Wolfgang is he's something else here. Uh, watch the UK title tournament if you want to give a good appreciation for Wolfgang. That guy's awesome. We had the total elimination for the on Wolfgang for the win here. Good match, but you're looking at that and it's like, there's no way Undisputed Era is not winning this. Uh, we had... Dude, dude, I'm going up next. Uh, Johnny Gargano uh, calls out Finn Balor for walking out on NXT. So uh, Gargano was cutting this promo, and he's like, yeah... You were the flagship bearer for NXT, you were the king, and then you became this extraordinary man who does extraordinary things, kind of poking light on his uh, main roster gimmick, and pointing out that Finn Balor walked out on NXT and then came back only when it suited him. This was an answer to, I think, uh, in a way, that Finn Balor's promo when he turned heel, that whole... I, I don't watch this business this business watches me just total that that was an answer to that at least in my mind so it's been made official for takeover Portland uh, John Ritland Germinator, I bet you guys are going to that you lucky pricks because um, you're you're over that area or close to it uh, let me know if you are guys um, yeah Tyler gargano at
0: we get we get that. Oh man, I don't think we'll quite get. I don't think we're gonna get the demon, but I do think that we're gonna get a really good matchup between Balor and Gargano. I don't think the demon is
1: ever gonna be a part of his heel shtick, if you ask me. You
0: know that's fair. I think that's fair. Although he could he could honestly do like you know his own kind of face deal, not, the whole uh, body paint deal, not necessarily go like the demon route but kind of go in a way where he basically is trying to show again that, you know, eyes don't, you know, I don't put my eyes on XT The eyes go on me, something like that. And who knows, maybe he just decides to do, like, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker deal. Or maybe he does, in kind of, a little, little weird way, kind of like what Mysterio was doing for a while. But who knows, maybe that's just me. Um, is it main event time, or we got one more match? No, wait. Oh, yeah, There's a little bit. There's a little more before that. Yeah, you're right.
1: Mia Yim versus one of my new up and coming favorites in NXT, Caden Carter. Uh, so we had Caden, K- uh, she was known as something else before on the indies. Uh, Dusty Dave, shout out, buddy. You'll y- know who that is. Uh, I'm not, I- I'm clearly not an indie uh, watcher. It w- if it was available or if I had an indie promotion within a stone's distance of my house, I'd do it. But, you know, Caden Carter gave Mia Yim a great fight, but we had. A uh, protect your neck, which I think is uh, along the lines of the finisher that um, Gail Kim and Ruby Riot do.
0: Oh yeah, the well. Oh wait, is, Defe- is, is, it, is it like is it like exclusively? Is it like Gail Kim's, or is it like because Ruby Riot does the deal where he just where she does the uh, arm deal, and then she does like a Pele kick. Um, Gail Kim does like the eat defeat deal.
1: Okay, I thought they were the same move, but it it was a variation on that when Caden jumped off the top rope and uh, just landed right on Mia Yim's foot. Just a really, really good match here. Um, Then we had a surprise um, debut or return after this match.
0: I almost forgot about this. I am so horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, no way, bro.
1: Uh, Chelsea Green comes up with uh, this. I don't know who this guy was that was on the mic talking during this deal. It was a something Stone I see on my thing here.
0: Keith Stone. We finally found Keith Stone after all these years. He was doing, he was doing beer stuff. Now he's managing Chelsea Green. I'm okay with that.
1: <laughs> there, there we go. Now it's main event time. Hey. So we have a four-way match for the number one contendership to the U.S. title, which I think is happening next week or the week after on on NXT. So we had Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, Damian Priest, and Cameron Grimes, aka Trevor Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, every, everyone in this match, you know, we're having promos throughout the whole night. There was I didn't mention it here because I didn't see it, but there was a really really good. Uh, champa vignette during NXT. Everyone was really praising it. I didn't get a chance to watch all of it, but I'll put it over because everyone else did. So we had just a whole bunch of explosive, like, uh, match crap here. Uh, uh, move after move after move. I don't have, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't have a blow by blow on my particular thing here. Bleacher report, you got to step it up. Uh, but they, all did their their wacky moves of course there was a keith lee gif moment of him uh coming up in between uh priest and uh and i think it was i think it was peace priest and grimes uh grimy did a really good uh you you know when people kind of catch you with the the c4 the flip bottom yes He, he did a really good one of those uh Dijak and uh, Lee did a, had a really nice face off and traded blows. Uh, and D- Damian Priest, just that that guy is just so fast and surprisingly agile for a man his size. I, I, I'm all for it. Uh, there was Grimey ate the Spirit, but wait, Lee defeated Dijakovic, Priest, and Grimes. Okay, didn't say who he pinned, but there was a Spirit Bomb and Keith Lee. The gift, the gift maker, the moment maker himself, the glorious, the man whose glory in which you bask in, Keith Lee, aka King Ricky 2.0, he is the number one contender to the U.S. title. This was just a, a great Fatal 4-Way match. They, 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 they took absolute lumps out of each other. This was the standout... I thought this was, you know... know, Those things saying the same thing. But, you know, it's a standout match of the night. And they're saying here that, you know, Keith Lee had to win. He has a date with Destiny that will lead him to gold. Now, do I think he's going to win the title on TV in a couple of weeks? No. I think his moment will be saved for a later date. I, I still think... All these great moments, all these great title wins we're going to see at uh, TakeOver Tampa. So it's going to be, it's going to be like, oh, bold prediction.
0: All right.
1: The, the time splitters, the, the, i undis- wait, hang on. Do the number, do the winners of the Dusty Classic get a number one contendership like they did before? That's, that's not
0: known. I think, th- I, th- I think that that's something that they were always trying to do for a while. But now that they've also incorporated, you know, the tag team champions, it's kind of one of those things where now it's just like, okay, well, this is a tournament to basically honor Dusty. Okay, that's, that's fair. Uh, so that might be what's going on with this. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, like you said, they might be just building this up to have, you know, one of the tournaments and build up the match between Imperium and Undisputed Era come Portland.
1: Yeah, that's that. No, that that's going to be at Worlds Collide, actually, four on oh, four.
0: Worlds Collide, okay, thank you. So
1: yeah, it's it's good. I, I think we will have something like, okay, the Time Splitters win the ta- win the tag team titles at Tampa. Yep. Keith Lee wins the North American title in Tampa. Tampa wins
0: the NXT The the world
1: the the world championship at Tampa. The UK title will be defended, but I think that. Walter is going to have... He's going to break Pete Dunne's uh,
0: title reign. You know what? Honestly, I could see that. I think... Well, Pete Dunne had that title for... 600-something. Jeez, yeah. About at least over a year. Holy cow. Two. Oh, two. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for correcting me. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I know that there's been a lot of rumors speculating that maybe NXT is going to have a presence at... WrestleMania, so maybe they'll even have Ciampa win the title on WrestleMania, which would be amazing, honestly. <laughs> I would be totally fine with that. Um, and to be honest, I think it's one of those things that is well-deserved. There's so many people like, no, Keith Lee should get this t- this moment. It's like, Ciampa came back after next surgery. I'm sorry, but all the momentum in the world could not really replace that. See, so had something like that happen with Batista back in 2014, he probably would have gotten a better reaction coming back I and mean, win a match with Randy Orton. But it was just one of those things where it was like, hey, I'm a movie star, I'm back, and hey, I'm going to win the Rumble, and I'm going to challenge this." And they're just like, but we like this little furry guy here. Mommy, we want the furry guy in the match. <laughs> and, you know, our, bro- our brother CM Punk just decided, you know what? I'm going to Vamanos. And then they're just like, okay, throw the furry guy in. It's like, sweet. Uh, (laughs) I just went completely off topic, but whatever. Um, Yeah, honestly, I do think that you're right when it comes to Undisputed Era. I think that their time is definitely coming up to where they're probably going to be called up to the main roster either post-Mania or post-SummerSlam.
1: No. Please don't. Oh. I want them in NXT forever.
0: You know what? That's actually fair. That is actually fair. But you know Vince McMahon, he loves those big money deals and he wants them on the higher-ups deal. Uh, to be honest, if they just have deals where Undisputed Era just like invades for no reason, I'm okay with that. Just have Roderick Strong beat AJ Styles. Have Adam Cole, baby. Defeat Seth Rollins. Did we have that? No, we didn't because that matchup was inconclusive. Because reasons. Yeah. Stupid. Um, Undisputed Era versus Author... Oh, jeez. Actually, that would be pretty... That would be a pretty decent matchup. Authors of Pain versus Undisputed Era. Oh, I- alright. I-, I can get that uh, on that. Authors of Pain... Ver- oh, wait. Uh- no, Authors of Pain and Seth versus the original Keith Prince.
1: Lee oh. versus Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovich, and... Johnny Gargano
0: <laughs> that'd be a pretty good six man I'd watch that and then we have Matt Riddle dethroning Brock Lesnar at Wrestlemania because bro, bro. Oh, speaking of
1: Matt Riddle uh, he his team in the Dusty Classic is with one Pete
0: Dunne and you know what he decided to call themselves <laughs> the broserweights <laughs> So
1: good. Uh, Pete Dunne's <laughs> totally turning heel.
0: Uh, no, he's not. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'd be okay with that. It's really amazing, because there's some people that are just legit made to be heels, and then there's some people that are just legit made to be faces. But we could actually talk about that after this commercial break. But honestly, NXT sounds like it was a very fantastic show. Um, honestly, anytime you have Keith Lee just main eventing, what more do you see? I swear, if you're going to keep looking at that bullet bl- <laughs> club buddy. Seriously. No, so that's
1: long done. I'm at, I'm at Moxley versus Archer
0: now, man. Oh, okay. So this, 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 this is the, the the wrestling nostalgia boner. Got it. Alright, so we're going to take a final quick break and then when we come back we're probably just going to talk random stuff. So stay tuned, guys. We'll be back. Hey, guys. This is Nate the Up and Great. Hey, have you ever wanted to be a champion but can't seem to really find the money and the time to get a championship belt? Well, you know who's a really good friend of mine? AJ from ajsbelts.com. These guys have a large assortment of championship belts from classic belts to the modern day belts to championship belts that you would not even believe. And guys, like I said, they work with you very well. With an awesome layaway program, there is no way that you can beat these guys' prices as well as these guys' deals. Especially when you can give them a little bit of money every now and then until you can get that championship goal. Coming from a guy who's a champion and a game changer. I'm indeed Nate, the effing great, I'm representing AJsBelts.com, proud friends of the Game Changer Podcast. (laughs) We're at Starcast, and this is Fate, and I am here with my man Nate. Now, we all know haters gonna hate, but this brother here, he's still great. We're at StarCast, we're having a good time. I'm with Nathan, and I'm making around The N-A, the T-H-A, the N. All the girls in the world wanna be his friend. So, Nate's right here, and we go fast, and we are chilling at StarCast. You know, it's really awesome hearing that rap every now and then, because that's just one of the reasons why I love wrestling again, it was just AEW's, you know, starcast deal. And I'm praying that they have something similar to that come AEW revolution, because I, I, I've already got, like, so much planned out for, the, like, for, for, like, the ideas of just doing, like, the meet and greets. Like, um, uh, honestly, if they throw in Demon Bunny in there. It's like, Okay. So I'm basically going to get, you know, Allie, her favorite, which is the Swedish fish. I'll probably give her a nice little gift card, too, and a nice little flower, like last time. And then Rosemary, of course, is going to get a nice little gift card and some Oreos. i got to make sure that they're chocolate because she loves chocolate. So, but then, but then again, what woman doesn't like chocolate? Those are lactose intolerant. Shut up. Um, yeah, honest... I can
1: definitely give you some examples. Uh, one of my co-workers... Uh... Uh, is a hardcore, uh, vegan. Oh, really? And, like, she, she works, we have, a a pizza pizza kiosk attached to my, my grocery store, so I'm in there, she, she's dating a friend of mine who also works at the store, and go in there just to check up on stuff, and like, uh, she's making her pizza, but it's, the uh, gluten-free and, uh, that, so it's, if it has milk in it, no, so, I'm joking with, uh, Harrison, it's like, so you can't even buy her chocolates,
0: dude. <laughs> mm. Man, I, I, I really I really feel for people that can't enjoy the wonderful thing that is chocolate because chocolate just makes everything better. Anyway, on that note, um, yeah, you're right, listening to the Game Changer podcast. Don't forget to check us out on our Twitters. I'm at Real and Game and he's at the Legendary JF. Uh, be sure to also check us out on the Wrestleatic Radio uh, Twitter feed, which is at underscore wrestle. And hey, young young lions, retrospective. Retro Definitely check them out. They are an amazing podcast. Also, check out the Kings of the Rings podcast, mainly because you got royalty, you got a furry, and you got Will. Just, just saying what is. it is. I, I feel like this is like the year of the beef between me and Will, and I don't even think there's any beef between us. I'm just literally just trying to piss off at this point. Why? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm poking, I'm poking the right bear. Okay, I'm not poking the wrong bear. If I was poking the wrong bear, then I'm pretty sure Kate Murphy would be like. Send me your address. (laughs) Send location. Send location. There we go. That's right. That's right. No, that's, that's, that's Issa. Oh, wait. So, oh, that's right. So, she was send location. Send address, I think was, um, I think was Nikki. I think for her, it was just. No, Nikki is that, but she's
1: also, like, into the, like, her new thing is into the lake. And I live on a lake. And I tell her, I'm like, I can go outside Of my
0: driveway, turn left, and I can see Lake Huron. It's right there. I'm not doing it, Nikki. Suck (laughs) it. Lake is coming. Alright, so now we are going to be talking uh, about the match cards that are going to be coming up here. We actually have one for NXT UK Blackpool 2, I believe it is, as well as uh, Impact Wrestling uh, Hard to Kill, and I'll even go into a couple matches from ACW Wrestling's uh, show that's happening this past weekend. Uh, if you haven't gotten a chance by now, there is an interview that I will be having with uh, Chris Bogner and uh, and uh, Jay Cash from Players Club that will be posted up from from that show. It's going to be an awesome deal, and I can already tell that it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's just going to be an awesome interview, so definitely check that out. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about some of these uh, matches in the match card for... Uh, we'll, start, we'll start with NXT UK. So, Fretz, what are some of these matches, or what are the matches that we have... To look forward to when it comes to the royalty that is NXT UK.
1: Well, before I get into that, I should just mention if we were plugging Russell Attic Radio, uh, Young Lions' Pers- perspective podcast is found at Suede Senator War. Okay, so on. yeah, I, I was trying to think of his of his Twitter handle there. So there we go. And and there's Nikki and the other group chat. Nah, uh, not now, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Probably something probably something about going to the lake or something about no, the Maple Leafs played last night and lost in the shootout, so she's still pretty sour about that. Anyways <laughs> yeah, I am too. But <laughs> we have Jordan Jordan Bate going up against Jordan Devlin in a Kate's wet dream on a pole match. Um uh, RIP her ovaries in this one, uh, especially for another match that I just mentioned about Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley. Holy crap! But that's not another. That's not this time. Uh, the other half of Mustache Mountain and Trent Seven going up against Eddie Dennis. Now Eddie Dennis is someone I'm not overly familiar with, but I'm going to get familiar with because I'm going to start watching NXT UK again. I might watch it when I'm done here. I don't know. Uh, you know, Eddie Dennis is just uh, he's. Vince McMahon's dream. He's a big seven. He's a big seven foot tall guy, and he spent a good portion of last year injured. And he's just someone who's who's come off of the the British uh, independence as well. He's a big, tall, lanky fella that we have. Who do I think is going to do some good things over there And a triple threat match for the women's championship With Kaylee Ray defending against Tony Storm and Piper Niven uh, The aforementioned Fatal 4-Way ladder match Which I talked about earlier with um, Yeah, Mark Andrews And Flash Morgan Webster uh, South Wales subculture uh, Zach Gibson and James Drake The Grizzled Young Vets Gallus of Mark Coffey and Wolfgang, and then Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel from Imperium. And in the main event, for the NXT UK... uh, The WWE UK Championship, Walter defending against Joe Coffey. Joe Coffey, also from Gallus, uh, brother of Mark, tag team champion. Uh, He's a stiff, hard-hitting fella. And I think Joe Coffey... Had a match at one of the previous UK takeovers with oh 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 his his name just just left me he's big big uh, chubby burly guy with the big goatee oh uh, 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 this is gonna drive me nuts if I don't find (coughs) Uh, find find out who it who it is here. Yeah, I, I'm going to NXT 2K, a uh, UK takeover, what was the last one, Wales, and I'm probably going to get his name as soon as it, Takeover Cardiff, here it is. Oh folks, this is great audio content, this is the Fretzel Mania podcast right? <laughs> vamp go on and try and find stuff, and it's uh, Dave Mastiff, thank you. Yeah, Dave Mastiff and Joe Coffey had a great Last Man Standing match uh, at this Takeover, and which I think. and speaking of Dave Mastiff, I think he's either going to have a dark match or a match added to the card with Cassius Ono because they had a little interaction backstage, and I love Cassius Ono right now. And in, in UK, he's calling himself the best British wrestler alive. <laughs> <laughs> He's America, but he's over there. And another guy that's over in the UK and making himself a nice home is one the finest Kona Reeves. Uh, it's,
0: oh, man.
1: This UK division's great. And we had, a, there. there's another match I heard, I heard about that's going on, Worlds Collide, but I'll we'll talk about it now because that's not happening yet. Yeah, so it's a very, very small match card. I think that Imperium is going to walk out with all the gold here and that aforementioned European Championship, I think we're just going to see it either awarded to, or maybe there's going to be a tournament
0: for it that Alexander Wolfe will win. That way, Imperium Evolutions UK. Interesting. That would be very interesting to see. So, we go into talking about Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill event, which has definitely been one of the more talked about deals, especially the main event, which I will get into Uh, First up, we have here uh, Ken Shamrock versus Madman Fulton. Honestly, this is going to be an interesting matchup. We did not see a very good showing of Ken Shamrock back at Bound for Glory. But I believe that this is going to be Madman Fulton's first uh, pay-per-view match in Impact, if I'm not mistaken. I could be 100% wrong, but it would be interesting if it was. uh, Honestly, I do not see Ken Shamrock winning this one. We have... Moose taking on Rhino, which is basically a battle of the spears, I guess you could say. As far as this one goes, I think that it is going to go to Moose. Are you ready to bust some heads? He's going to probably bust somebody's head, and it's going to be Rhino's. Oh, gosh, the concussions. No more, please. Uh, We have Rob Van Dam versus Brian Cage. I guarantee you that Rob Van Dam is probably going to be playing tonsil hockey with Katie throughout this matchup because that's really what they've been doing throughout this entire deal. Uh, Brian Cage needs a victory here. After losing the world title, he needs to pick up a huge victory. Um, Yeah, I just do not see any other way of doing it. Uh, Eddie Edwards taking on Michael Elgin, and it's a matchup for the Collier Shot Trophy, which I have no idea what that is. Maybe it's like a Money in the Bank deal or something like that. Who knows? Uh, but in the end, I do think that Michael Elgin is going to pick up the victory here. I've been very impressed with Michael Elgin. I did see a little bit of like a highlight deal between Elgin and Edwards. Uh, they had a match on the Impact deal, which is weird that they're going from this to a rematch at the hard-to-kill deal. But then again, maybe it was just so good, they thought, hey, maybe Lightning will strike twice here. But, yeah, I think Elegant's going to pick up the victory here. We have the North defending their tag team titles against Rich Swann and Willie Mack. Uh, I am pr- I am praying for the Mack to get some goals, because he deserves it. It's the Mack. It's the John Underground. I'm totally not biased, as you can tell. <laughs> the North, let's go. <laughs> um, we have a three-way matchup for the Knockouts Championship. We have Taya Valkyrie versus Jordan Grace versus ODP. I've been really interested in seeing how long they're going to hold have uh, Taya Valkyrie hold on to the sale because I think by now she's hold on, held on to that championship for a year, I want to say. I'm actually I'm actually going to look it up really quick because I know, Jordan, that, she, Jordan, Jordan. So I know that she won it... Um, yeah, no, she's she's held on to it for over a year now. It's at like uh, three hundred sixty-six days right now. Oh my gosh, you're killing me here. Uh, Jordan Grace would be amazing, but at the same time, ODB is amazing. I'm I'm going on a limb and saying ODB picks up the victory. She gets the strap. Uh, it's ODB. What more can I say? We have the X Division Championship matchup. We have Trey Miguel taking on Ace Austin. Basically, the guy that will steal your wife. Yep, I think Ace Austin is retaining here. That's just that's just how it is. Then we, of course, go into the main event, one of the most talked about deals, and also on has a 5 million uh, view count on Facebook for just their brawl alone in the New York streets, and that being Sammy Callahan defending against Tansa Blanchard. Oh, my Lord, this is going to be a historic matchup. They killed it at Slammiversary, and now they're going to have another chance to do it. But this time, the Impact World title is on the line. The question is, do we see Tessa Blanchard make history here? The fact is, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening here. It might be, it's one of those things where I think there's still a little bit more chase left in Tessa Blanchard before she gets the strap. I'm calling it before she goes to AEW. She is going to win that World title. I'm calling that right now. This is not going to be the last time that she has the opportunity to win that title. But I am saying that it, her time is not now. Unless her contract is expiring, I could see that you know title switching hands. But for right now, I'm saying that since Cam, Sammy won it, not too long ago, he's going to retain it and keep it just a little bit longer. Honestly, maybe they have like a build rematch between Tessa and Sammy, where Sammy puts his title on the line. Maybe Tessa puts her career on the line. I think that would be the best way to, you know, kill this entire rivalry. Um, That's just me, though. So, yeah, hard to kill. Cannot believe that's happening on Sunday, and unfortunately, I will be missing it, but that's okay. I will be enjoying ACW Wisconsin this this weekend, and it's going to be absolutely amazing. I mean, the card itself, we already got an open challenge for the tag team titles, as well as for the Water City title. The new champion, Seth Gambino, as well as the Players Club, will be defending their titles. It's going to be very interesting to see who comes out and who challenges them? but some of the headline matches that are going to be happening at this event are going to be the quote-unquote last time ever between Salem Crane and Nathan Gust. I am very interested in seeing how these guys are going to rip into each other. After being cost the All-Star Trophy back in December, Gust has one thing on his re- mind, and that is revenge against Salem Crane. And in the main event, we have Pornstance Peter Schwantz, will be challenging Logan Lynch for the ACW Heavyweight Championship. Stash came this close to winning the title a couple of months ago in a triple threat match that also featured TW3. But the thing is here that it's now one-on-one, and Stash has everything to gain, but also everything to lose when it comes to this. Logan Lynch, I believe that he is just truly looking out to just make another victim out of Stash. And I know this is kind of something... That has already happened. People already know the results and blah 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 blah. But at the same time, it's already just really cool to talk about these matches. It's going to be absolutely great. Looking forward to also talking about it next week. And I'm also doing it because I know how much Will probably hates it at this point because he's always said 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 oh why did he put his why did he put the Wisconsin deal in there? It's like you know what Will just for that the next uh, like end of the wards deal I'm putting ECW in there somehow. It, it's not even going to make sense it's going to be like who's the superstar of the year ACW Wisconsin that doesn't make sense I don't care I'm trying to Lloyd well, Lynch <laughs> <be> <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh, I want to oh gosh if they do do that they're probably going to block me after this show. but at the same time I don't care I think I need to do that now who is the woman of the year Up, uh, 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 AJ Lee but she wasn't wrestled she said Feel the woman of the year to me damn it <laughs>
1: Who's the ACW Women's
0: Champion? Put her in. Uh, I don't think they have a Women's Championship match. They do have uh, a member of the roster is indeed a N- N- woman, Stacy Shadows, and she does a fantastic job. I've even told her she's going to be a game-changer in the business. I am honestly hoping that she wins the ACW Heavyweight title. but in the near, Do I see that happening in this year? Probably not. Um, but I do see that happening quite possibly in the future. Of, who knows. Maybe when I get in the ring she's going to be the champion and I have to challenge her and I'll be thinking I need to write my last will and testimony. So I'll be right back. <laughs> that's how much Oh, count. there's
1: there's the finish. There's Moxley DDTing him
0: through the table. Oh. <laughs> oh, so so good. I, I get, again, you're you're watching that and all I keep thinking to myself is if he brings up that bullet bunny again, it's just I'm sorry. <laughs> just you bring it up. That's that's going to be literally just the running joke of this entire year. It's episode just, title: Bull, Bull, Bullet Bunny. Okay, yes, yes. I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing that. Like a wild bullet bunny appeared. <laughs> Fred oh, uses. Gosh. Never mind. It's
1: very. <laughs> effective. <laughs> oh, no, my Fred, God. Fred uses wood hammer. It's very oh, effective. <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> <One
0: hammer. laughs> I've been playing too much fucking Pokemon. Bunny used dig. It buried underground. Fred's tried to use a hammer. Hammer gets stuck in the hole. Bunny comes out and kills Fritz. No. I'm kidding. It's very, it's not very effective. <laughs> Alright, guys. So we're gonna call it good. We're calling it an episode here. So thank you guys so much for listening and thank you so much for all of your love and support. As we mentioned before, at underscore wrestle king at K-O-T-R podcast, at real game at the legendary JF. And Fretz, can you give the handle for the Young Lions perspective again?
1: Suede Senator. That's S-U-E-D-E, Senator.
0: Suede Senator. I love it. All right.
1: War. Suede Senator War. Uh, I'm sorry. He, he, he attached War to his moniker as of uh, this week because he is with the fam.
0: Oh, geez. I, I, feel, I feel like somehow we're going to end up just having to put War at the end of our Twitter deals. I'm probably not going to like it. But we'll see. We'll see if that that comes up in the next meeting. But This has been the Game Changer Podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed this and hopefully you enjoy everything that comes up on the Patreon deal whether it's the 20 bell salute, whether it's ring shape, whether it's the how I would have wrote it. Whatever it might be it's going to be absolutely amazing. And honestly what else more can I say than the fact that a lot of our (laughs) DMs have been blowing up just because Kate Murphy has been uh, well, let's just say she's been really, really happy. <laughs> thirsty. <laughs> she, that is true. That is true. She gets really happy. And then when she gets really happy, she gets really thirsty for daddies. I'm just putting that out there right now. So for Mr. Fretz, I've been Nate the Fing Great. This has been the Game Changer Podcast. Thank you so much for welcoming us into your deal. Have a great weekend. Have a great week. And we will talk to you in the next episode. Because... We are looking to change the game one day at a time, and you guys can do that. Just be a difference maker. Bye-bye. Yes.